John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell... We're excited about this one, and thank you guys for listening. Today is August 29th. The Yankees are on a winning streak, and we're talking to the manager. We also have Sharps. Sharp stats. Sharp stats. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore. John Boy and Jake. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. Baby D in the box. And we are talking about the Yankees here on Talking Yanks, which is brought to you by SeatGeek. Jake, how do you do? Jimmy, Davis, everyone joining us. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Yanks are hot, like you said. 1-0. and oh. That's all you got to do the rest of the way. Hey, how about them Yanks? Do you know what movie that's from? Uh, um, we've done this before. I forget. Uh, it's definitely come up. Before. Isn't it like a robbery movie, like a bank robber movie? E- not a bank robbery. There's some. There's a heist involved for sure. Heist scene. Doing all right. My shirt fits well today, which is rare. I think it's something to do with the kind of squatty body I got. But um, I'm doing good. I don't know. We're in a we're in like a, I think we're in a little bit of a hangover of this Yankee season of Hello. like. How about them Yanks? What movies are How about them Yanks? Uh, lucky number 11. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, like, okay, so we kind of gave up. We called up the kids. All right, we called up the kids. That was fun. And it's like, oh, we're still kind of bad. Like, this isn't a great watch. <laughs> uh, the 2011 Cardinals were in a worse spot than the Yankees are right now. And they won the World Series. Why do you have no faith? I think I just got some. How about them Yanks? Yeah. How about them Yanks? Hello. How about them Yanks? They go. I did see this on the internet. If the Yankees go, they win every game the rest of the way. Division? They're World Series champs. They no, I don't think they'd win the division. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they would be World Series champs. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's uh How are you doing? And that's likely too. I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I have enjoyed watching the games with uh, a new mindset that I'm glad the Yankees have committed to. Uh, there's interesting things. Savvy being good is fun. Like I, I know um, the teams that he's performing well against aren't awesome offensive teams, right? But it's still just like, oh, cool. I like Savvy. Homegrown yank. yank. Let's end the season well. You know, Savvy roars. Yeah, we got a roar. 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Um, Tigers. What? Man, I don't know. Like, Miggy Cabs. Yeah. What are his numbers on the year? Not good. Okay. 
He's an experiment, basically. Like, um, okay, here's a good one. You know how people say, could Mariano compete? Mm. You know, like, could Mariano compete in this day and age? Or like when Roger Clemens was like 40 and he was like five years retired and he was striking out college kids. And they're like, do you think Clemens could compete? Like, we're getting to see that. Miggy Cabs is four years retired, but still playing. Yeah. And it's a nice experiment thought process for like, I do think the pitcher-hitter side of that's pretty important. Well, give me another example. That was just the two guys I could think that people have said that about in the past. Um, I think that's the thing. I think it's easier with pitchers because it's easier to get out. So like I think Manny guys, kept playing just in a different league. Right. I think your reaction time yeah. just goes, and that's... But, oh, even yeah. just like a, the, the still frame Miggy's the standing biggest, in the box looks like, Miggy's looks the like senior circuit Biggest league. guest hitter in baseball. Well, it's all what's kind of messed up about Miggy is uh, technically there's a butter knife to be done on his season. Oh, no. The first like month and a half was brutal, and his last 51 games, not an everyday player, uh, his last 51 games, 290 with a 765 OPS. Average king. I just think it's an experiment that we're all getting to see. What if that guy played four more years? I mean, I feel bad it is affecting, like, his career numbers. Like his, it's his, awful for his, his, his o- legacy and the way you're going to remember him. His OPS is going to... He's at a 902 career OPS that if he, like... He's a compiler. If he keeps going. I'm counting stats, though, Jason. Oh. He's compiling the wrong way. Hopefully. Well, he's done in, oh, a, th- in a few weeks, so I th- we might be okay. What's wrong? Miguel Cabrera, back-to-back MVPs. 2012-2013. Yeah, well, one of them should have been Trouts, but yeah. Uh, last year, 112 games, he had five home runs, a 622 OPS. This year in 78 games, he has three home runs, a 658 OPS. So the, the no more power is nuts. <laughs> Take that, Tigers! Oh, I was thinking Go about Yankees. like I was thinking about like getting stuck with Stan's contract. I was oh. like, oh my goodness, like the, the Tigers yeah. have been stuck. Um, but anyway, let's do the sharp stats. Yes, yes, the sharpest of stats. Hey guys, it's the Queen of Stats, and we are doing another good things segment here. And the good thing that we want to talk about is DJ Lemayu since the All-Star break. So you guys talked about this on the uh, the episode, the uh, series recap episode uh, you just did. So just his numbers before the break, he had a 220 batting average, a 285 on base, and a 357 slug. Since the All-Star break, it's a 315 batting average, a 420 on base, and a 495 slugging percentage. Just to put that into context, before the break, among the 131 batters with at least 300 plate appearances, his weighted runs created plus. That's that stat on Fangraphs. You can find uh, overall offensive production. Lower he ranked w. 124th out of 131 batters. Not good. Before the break. Since the break, there's 146 batters that have at least 130 plate appearances. He ranked 21st in weighted runs created oh. plus. Obviously, just a huge improvement in his, his basic stats there. And the biggest thing that that jumps out to me about uh, what he's doing better is when you look at his walk rate. His walk rate has nearly doubled. Uh, before the break, it was 8%. Since the break, it's 14.5%. And, 
Now, his, his uh, strikeout rate is also down slightly, and his chase rate is down a lot from 29% to 22% since the the break. So, obviously, a lot better plate discipline. He's seeing the ball a lot better. And if you look at his plate discipline, it actually started in late June, the improvement. And I know you guys like to look at that uh, the stat of walks compared to strikeouts in a game. So in the first 64 games of the season he played, he had four games with more walks than strikeouts. In the last 44 games that he's played, he's had 12 of those games with more walks than strikeouts. So that's one thing that you really, really like to see with DJ. In terms of the the quality of contact that he's getting, now his his average exit velocity and his hard hit percentage, interestingly, are about the same before and after the break. But... What has really jumped out is that his barrel percentage, that's the best kind of contact that you can make, is up from, is nearly doubled since the All-Star break. So he's getting just a lot more opportunities for extra base hits and power, a lot more live drive, a lot more impactful swings. And you can really see that in his sweet spot percentage, which is the percentage of swings that he gets with the ideal launch angle. That's increased from 30% to 37%. So a lot more power, a lot better quality of contact there. And you're going to love this stat. Uh, so, And this is all leading to this. So according to StatCast, this he is had 13 pop-ups in the first half of the season. In the second half, he has zero. zero. That's, that's, a, that's what we want to see from DJ. And just one more thing I want to talk about in terms of his quality of contact. Hey, guys, just one more thing on that quality of contact that I want to talk about. Um, now, I mentioned uh, DJ, normally what you would think of as, as a good DJ is hitting the ball to the opposite field and, and getting those little squibblers through the infield. But, uh, but really where his improvement has come is that he's hitting the ball to the pull side more often, and he's getting better results on those pull balls because he's hitting them in the air instead of uh, ground balls. Mm. So he's having more pulled batted balls that are fly balls and live drives, fewer grounders that are pulled. And you can see that in the results on those batted balls that are pulled. So before the break, he had a 344 batting average and a 547 slugging percentage on pulled uh, balls in play, which seems good. But after the break, his batting average on pulled balls, this is all balls, batted balls, is 467, and his slugging percentage is 867. So you can really see he's taking advantage of pulling the ball in the air, online drives more often since the break. All right. Talk to you next week, guys. Tons of good stuff there from Katie Jake. Ooh, and tons of good stuff from Rocket Money. There's subscriptions for everything these days. Streaming services, fitness programs. Sometimes it feels impossible to keep tabs on what you're paying for every month. I know that. That's why we are such huge fans of Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. That's nice. That's nice. Instead of getting an app that costs you money, Rocket Money can save you money. Sounds like a Yogi Berra quote. Uh, Rocket Money, stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash yanks. I mean, that's just a fun sentence, people. Rocketmoney.com slash yanks. That feels like three of my favorite words in one sentence. Rocket and money are good favorite words. Yanks? Yeah. Yep. Rocketmoney.com slash yanks. Go check it out. Yanks? 
Might save yourself some money. What was that? <laughs> that was kind of how you said it. Make good noises in those words. No pop-ups, zero pop-ups, one nothing How'd you to know me. that? It was a good guess. I was going to guess one for a second. I changed it to zero. The brain works quick. DJ pulling balls is wild to me because he never really did that. And that's cool that he's pulling. He usually pulled a couple. And when he did, it was a homer. And the fact that he's pulling more balls. And I was looking at, I have his spray chart. From, I was looking at his spray chart. I have it before the break and after the break. And um, that that 10 to uh, 11 exit or launch angle line drive, like he's kind of just been peppering the um, in front of the infielder line drive, like the single hit. And he's got them everywhere. You see this, this orange circle? I see that orange circle. So he's spreading these just like get it over the infielder's head line drive hits. In front of the outfielder. Hits. Those are just hits. hits. It's a nice hit. And he's doing it to all fields. He's got it everywhere. So that is cool, man. And and if I if you were building a pie chart on the resurgence of DJ LeMayhew, yeah. and these are your options to fill it with, um, Sean Casey effect, mm. Dylan Lawson D effect, um, healthy toe, Finally, that's the third bucket. Better, um, better family life, um, or uh, new musical artists. Like picked up a new genre. I'm gonna put new. I'm gonna put family life at zero. I think DJ's his family life is the same. Okay, he enjoys it. I think he's a chatterbox with his wife. Like he goes home and he just yucks it up. She gets it all. It's hockey. You won't believe what happened at the field today. First it was pitch crazy. Fa- first pitch fastball. And Peraza's trying to learn third, and he's a shortstop. Um, and I like first. <laughs> you know, ooh, people, I kind of like it. People think I don't like it because <laughs> people talk to me, but I, you know I like talking. I just don't like talking while I'm playing. Uh, so I'm going to put Not that at, at zero. Okay. Um, I'm going to put new music at 10%. Okay. You know, you get a rhythm. What was DJ's song he used to come up like to the that shine boys. used to crack us up? Uh, Speed it up. Speed it up. Speed it up. <laughs> so, music is a factor for DJ LeMayhew. Good show. Um, I will go 20% Sean Casey. Uh, because, like we just found out, uh, Sean Casey... I don't want to say it was a similar hitter to DJ. He was a big lefty, but he was kind of a contact guy. Like, yeah. put the barrel on it, hit. Like, I guarantee you, like, Sean Casey and D- Know how sometimes we talk about pitchers and hitters? They go, like, they're like, oh, man, these guys, they know the game at a different level. Like, I think DJ and Sean Casey don't in the nicest way. Mm. I think they're just like, yeah, you know, find, find your pitch, hit it. Find your pitch, hit it. Uh, and I think DJ's been doing Well, that. I think Dylan Lawson's whole strategy was hit strikes hard. Dylan Lawson being out was the rest of my pie chart. How much? I percent? just don't think they meshed. Oh, no. I don't think he meshed with anyone. It was hit strikes hard. So the Yankees were just like swinging at everything as hard as they could. Yeah. Um, even breaking balls. Well, and that was, that was one of the interesting uh, things Katie brought up. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. And to my wife, Katie. Thank her as well. She just texted me. And your wife, Katie. Um, all my buddies married Katie's. Yeah. It's crazy. Kyle Popular married name. to Katie. Yeah. Jack's about to marry Katie. 
Um, DJ, in 2019 and 2020, his um, excelling seasons with the Yankees, which it's crazy that it's that far back, by the way. I thought 2021 was a good DJ season. It was not. So basically like three years now, DJ doesn't have a good season. Last year's numbers ended up okay, but like not good. Anyways, um, the the part that kind of surprised me was the barrel percentage because even in DJ's good season, his barrel percentage, sneaky isn't good. But that's because he's like an outlier because I think barrel percentage is exit velo and launch. And I don't think it's a combination. A, and I don't think he's a launch guy. No. No, he's like a 10, 10 launch. So in, I think Barrel's like 15 to 20 in, or something. In 2020, when he, um, you know, was essentially, what, he finished top three in the MVP. Top three in the MVP. DJ LeMahieu was top three in the MVP. Yeah. In uh, 2020? His, his barrel percentage was ninth, ninth percentile. doesn't count. Ninth percentile. Um, so, yeah, he's, he is a unique hitter. In a way, he feels like a throwback hitter a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's like we, we kind of ended up here last episode, so I'm glad Katie put some more stats on it. But, like, it'll be nice to pencil in DJ LeMahieu to a role next year. Uh, it's just kind of what role is that. But even seeing that he still has this in him, and God, I hope, God, God, I hope he finishes another month with it because he can – he can make his season feel a lot better on the whole. Get the OPS plus over a hundred. Um, you know, get the batting average over two fifty. Like he's at two forty five right now. So if, if he has a really hot month, his season can look solid. And that's with a what was what was Katie's number one twenty one out of one forty one in the first half or something. One twenty one out of one thirty one qualified. Second half there was one hundred and forty six qualified. Not good. I, I just, yeah, I'd like to see him stay hitting so we can go into next year being like, yes. Because, you know, Boone said DJ was good last year, but it didn't ever feel like DJ, I don't think, at any point. Like it did in, in 19 and 2020. It and felt I, like a revised DJ. Like for yeah. first half of 2022 felt like we were trying to bring it to everybody. Like, no, DJ's DJ. great. You know what year. DJ's felt like lately? Such a... Like 2019 DJ, like the at bats he was giving mm. in the postseason in 2019, were like fouling pitches off in the at bat, kind of like you could just tell he's he's just locked in more. That's how I felt in the games against the was it the Rays, the game when he had the only two hits versus the Rays. The second at bat is that the right one? Was that a kind of a longish at bat? I think so because I ended up. I laughed, I laughed at that game uh, because DJ got his second hit. It was the Yankees' only two hits. And I was laughing because, remember, it used to be like Kay's thing on the broadcast, and he'd be like, and another multi-hit day for DJ LeMahieu. And that used to happen like yeah. every other game. It was, it was that game. It was Fairbanks. He got a hit to lead off the ninth on a 2-2 count. And if I remember, as I was watching that, I was like, he looks locked in. Like, all of this, the way he was taking pitches, the way he was swinging. And I haven't, I don't think I felt that about him last year. So I hope that this, that feeling continues the rest of the season. It would be really nice for next year to feel that way. 
Excuse me? Another note on DJ LeMahieu and Sean Casey. They're playing size and weight exactly, almost exactly the same. Both mm. listed 6'4", Sean Casey 215, DJ listed 6'4", 220. Ooh. Not two guys you think of as the same body, and there's lefty-righty stuff there, but I think they... Fellow talls. I think they look at each other and give a little Spider-Man meme. Oh, it was also this at-bat where the ump totally blew a fastball call to DJ. Fairbanks opened him, opened him up like perfect curveball and fastball, mm. and the ump called the fastball a ball. But then 97 top of the zone Fairbanks came at him, and DJ spoiled it. Didn't like get on it, but spoiled it. And I was like, okay, like we've seen him with a bad foot. Like that pitch isn't even close. And then next fastball with the run on the outside, he takes it. So then you got a two, two count. And I think he hits a slider. Yeah. Middle of the zone, but he hit it hard. Oh, freeze frame on Fairbanks face at the end. Do we have a Dylan Lawson height? It's just a crazy. I've been I've Googled and clicked on a lot of links and I can't find Dylan Lawson's height. What's he hiding? I don't know. We can ask Boone, right? <laughs> I don't think he's interested in that. <laughs> Speaking of let's go to Bantern with Boone. Jay. Bantern with Boone is brought to you by Vizio. Vizio v- killed the Vizio Vadio Star. Value. Oh yeah. Jim. Because we're talking big 4K screens under $500 hairs and dollars. You can watch baseball all season long on your Vizio TV. If you got an MLB TV subscription, link that through your Amazon Prime account. Vizio Watch Free Plus comes with the MLB Network totally free. Watch. Totally free. Maybe check out some other teams. Uh, maybe do some scouting. Do some come up with your Yankees free agency offseason plan. I schemed some things. Maybe trade day. partners. I got excited. Vizio has always been the MVP of value. Huh. So head on over to Vizio.com to check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Click the link in the description. Uh, get a sound bar too, boing. <laughs> all right, welcome. Booney from Detroit fighting some Detroit Wi-Fi, so we hope this goes smooth, but I'll let everyone know if it gets interrupted. Just a warning. Uh, Detroit, we're blaming the, all of Detroit. Is that fair? Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. okay. Coming off a nice win after uh, the Rays series, but to open up this one nice and savvy to get that ovation, do you think maybe I would try to avoid the rubber match and win today? Mm. easiest route to winning a series and getting that monkey off your back. Do you agree with that? <laughs> Either you're so mad at the question. That's so broken up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boone's back. He's in a, right. a giant ballroom. You talking to me? You talking to ghosts? Nope. Yeah, I got to leave. There's a meeting in here in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Internet is good at the ballpark. Booney is with us. We're going to banter about some stuff. How are the vibes at the ballpark? Now that you're there, guys there, everyone feeling good? Uh, I think so. I, I mean, we just got off the first bus, and I ran in here to join you, Knuckleheads. So I, I <laughs> threw on threw on my costume real quick, and here we are. Damn. Does that feel bizarre? You're like, I got to do this before I manage the team? Talk to yeah, these guys. Talk, talking to Harkey and Casey and Blake, you know, up there in the front of the bus. I'm like, I, I got to do John Boy. Yeah. Dinner. Uh, at the hotel. 
also. Don't, you know. don't do that. Matt Blake loves us. You can't. He He's probably jealous. <laughs> Call him over. He probably is. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Have him show up. Do the old Herb's, Herb Brooks trick where you just send your assistant in your place every now and then. You know what? Maybe I'll get him get him in here and he can be getting the background at the end. Okay. okay. How's, uh, how's Casey liking it? Is he coming back next year? Is he like, I, I want this gig? You know, is he in oh, the coaching we haven't, even, we haven't even broached that yet. You know, like, well, I don't mean to ask it in that way. I just mean, has he <coughs> has he enjoyed being back in the yes. dugout coaching yes. and all that? I think he, I think he's really enjoyed it, and um, um, yeah, it, it's been it's been awesome. And and he, you know, obviously we haven't got uh, anywhere to the level of results that we want, but uh, I do feel like he's done a really good job and been really impactful, and and I think he's really enjoyed it. DJ gave him some love the other day, um, you know, and credited him with the success he's having in the second half. And then last night, uh, Casey had a really funny reaction to Glaber's home run. I don't know if you saw that, uh, the video of that, but it's a pretty good gif. He's talking to Judge about, what did you hear? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Judge says, change him. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Case leads the league in interesting mannerisms. So he's okay. he'll make some interesting faces all the time. You just keep an eye. If you watch him for a long time, you'll see some interesting faces. Well, speaking of mannerisms, I mean, we get, we get to see young Everson Pereira play and you know, it's, it's always so funny when you hear about these guys and then you actually play and it's like, Oh, okay. Like kids got a nice little inside out swing. Like you, you guys definitely like that. I guess, I guess what else over these past couple games have you been seeing out of them that you, uh, you like, or maybe you didn't know about them. Yeah, I've seen some bat at bats where he's been a little bit overmatched, where like you know the pitchers kind of had his way and kind of worked him over a little bit. But within those, I also feel like he processes it well and makes some adjustments. And I agree. I think his I think his swing really has a chance to play because he can really impact the ball the other way. It's kind of that inside out. And I feel like I don't feel like he's been overwhelmed by anything. Even some games where he's had a few at bats in a row where he's kind of struggled and looked a little confused. I feel like he's processed it all well. <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him play, you know, regularly here the rest of the way um, and, and to see what he can do and hopefully, um, you know, start to gain some traction. Before we get into all the fun stuff, I, I got to go the juicy <clears throat> stuff a little bit. The Rays series gets hot. Bench is clear. Obviously you and cash uh, have like a calm conversation where, I think you you said in the post game the sentiment from you was basically, I get it, you know I wouldn't like it either. I want to ask more about what you saw or felt when you saw uh, Brandon um, Lau's comments afterwards saying, you know they're a last place team and not even a thought. Yeah. Stings. Yeah. I mean a little bit, but that's real. I mean that's we got to own that like. He's right. He's, I mean, if we were in that position, we'd probably have the same kind of reaction. So he's, he's in that chair right now to be able to say that. And, you know, whether it stings or not, uh, that's the reality. Be nice if you got another series against them, but, uh, that's the end. That's the end of the trap right there. Crazy. End of the trap. Is that a celebration, like a mini celebration? (laughs) Just like, don't have to go back, back here on the bus ride out. I think it's uh, mini champagne. No, it's still, you know. Well, losing season. 
in future years, in future years, when you when you're done with the tropics, <coughs> good season winning series, I think tiny little champagne pops. Just we don't have yeah. to go back to the trap. Oh, the the champagne toast from 2020. Uh, what was uh you and Cash kind of met up in the middle of the party there? Is that just a little like, hey, we're clearly not doing this on purpose, like we're we're good, right? Or what 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 was going on there? Yeah, I mean, you know, he was out there kind of front and center with his team, understandably, and you know, this has to stop and all that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I get it. I, I mean, I, I'd be really upset yeah. on my side if we're getting hit at that level and you know, obviously knocked the guy out, um, for a few days. So, um, I get it. Um, but also wanted to be clear that that clearly this is not on purpose and he understood that too. Um, but doesn't make it when you're, you know, you see your guys getting hit purpose or not, doesn't necessarily make it feel any better. When you were playing, did you have a team or a pitcher that just seemed to clip you a lot, seemed to pitch you inside and get you, you know, I know, uh, Contreras and, uh, uh, Cardin or Cubs or whatever, like always got him. Like, did you have a team like that or a pitcher that hit me? Yeah. Yeah. That hit you that you felt like uh, every time I faced this guy. Uh, I don't know about that. I got hit a lot in my career. Um, I feel like the Cardinals okay. weren't afraid to let loose in there. But I got, by, I got hit a lot, so. Did you take pride in it like Rizzo does? Uh, not not like Rizzo does. Okay. Um, no one but, does, yeah. Jesus. Because um, I, you know, I had I had one season where I broke my hammate, I broke my wrist, and I broke my thumb all in one season, three different hit-by-pitches that knocked me out for different periods. So I had to kind of, I had to kind of learn how to get hit a little bit better, you know, cause I used to, especially against hard throwing <coughs> righties with like a good two seam action, you know, I, I'd see that ball in, I'd start like that and I'd get out of the way like this and I'd expose my hands. I had to kind of learn how to really roll into that and where you take it off the back of your arm or your back or whatever. So I had to kind of train myself a little bit for that. You get you're in the middle of that. All the players on the field, you know, it's the last time the two teams are seeing each other. There's been a lot of hit by pitches. Are you? Is there like a little adrenaline spike? Like you know, you're two. You're basically two players away from like something happening, and you're you're right in the middle. Yeah, I mean, look, anytime bench is clear, there's always you know a, a lot a little adrenaline, and you know, there's always a lot of testosterone out there. You know, you you know, as a manager you're just trying to kind of keep the peace and make sure where you can, you can put out fires and, you know, try to calm anyone down on your side. Um, while also kind of keeping your head on a swivel, making sure you, you know, right. you never know, you know, who, who loses it out there and, and anything can happen. So uh, just doing the best to kind of maintain order. And in the back of your head, you're like, cash is probably five ten. I got him, So we're good. Wow. <laughs> it is a little like uh, sharks and jets. You're feeling when the two managers are out there ever with their whole teams behind them. It's like, whoa, this is kind of badass. And then the ump was kind of like, it was almost like a boxing thing and letting you guys go. He was nodding like, okay, this is fair. Yeah. I agree with the conversation here. It's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right. We'll change, change to <laughs> the next topic. 
We had uh, oh shit! I I'll just go, clicked out of it. I'll go. Uh, uh, Kinger, we've talked about a little bit, and oh, yeah. well, if Matt Blake's in earshot, um, uh, Jimmy was on this. He's he's a bigger pitch mix guy than me, and we talked about a little bit, like coming from the last time Mike King started to now. Um, you know, he, uh, which start was it? He he was really only two pitches, right? Um, and we were, I guess, we were wondering, is that almost like a form of training to you know most starting pitchers the first time through the lineup? They usually go two pitches. Is that kind of tapping into no. that as a starting pitcher? That's just what the matchup had. No, yeah. I mean, certainly you're going to, you know, starting pitchers, you try and establish certain things, but those game plans change almost, you know, game to game and, and depending on the opponent and stuff. So, no, that that's just more who he's facing, you know, where he is in the lineup, who's on, what count, what count is it, sure. things like that that dictate that stuff, but no, nothing, you know, he's still going to use his, his full arsenal. Are you following? We've got, we got call-ups coming up. I mean, are you watching with Dominguez? I know you've talked about Wells. I know Dominguez is interesting to me because I kind of asked you guys about him or asked you about him last week. And I, it was, what are you going to come up and watch? And you said, well, if he comes up, he's going to play. And now there is some shifting going on in the minors. So it, it feels like maybe there's more chance he comes up, sees time. He's, I don't, it would be unorthodox, I think, for the Yanks. But he's only played yeah. one team, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. But they're sick of him because he's hitting like 450 <laughs> to work. and yeah. uh, really doing damage. So is that something you're tracking? Or is it, or for for Dominguez, is just enjoy AAA the rest of the way and, and get comfortable? <clears throat> no, I think it's definitely something we're following. And um, But, yeah, it's it's get going here at AAA, an important step. And, uh, you know, hopefully it continues to go well, but he's, he's definitely at least, you know, keeping, keeping the conversation going there, uh, about how we want to approach the end of the season. It's exciting. Yeah. Switch hits. Yeah. Short guy. Yeah. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. We're <laughs> short. Yeah. How, do, how does managing work at times like these season, like this, your first season like this, but you have, um, you have Bader, you have IKF, two guys that are looking to get contracts next year and play to get their stats up and, and keep going. And you also have the kind of, we're playing Pereira, we're playing Peraza, we're seeing what we got with the kids. How does managing that go um, and players like that? Uh, you know, you just try and be up front with guys. And, you know, when, when it first happened, I, I talked with Kiner, you know, that you know, this might impact him and his playing time a little bit. He, he certainly understands that, you know, the good thing is those guys, they're, they're going to be free agents. So, you know, I, I think going into free agency, you know, you're going to kind of get what you get. They're not playing for playing for arbitration numbers now, you know, they're not trying to stockpile like the market's going to be what it is for those guys. So, uh, you know, they're going to play and uh, you know, Kiner's been in there the last, you know, few days. Uh, you know, Bader's back in there tonight. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll continue to play. We just got this update from the, the official Yankees account that uh, Josh Donaldson has been released. Is that – can you talk to us about what it went into that decision? Um, <clears throat> you know, it just – a lot of – you know, potentially gives him an opportunity to catch on somewhere. Um, you know, it wasn't going to be – able to come off the IL for another, what, couple weeks. 
um, you know, and, and with what, with our situation and obviously bringing up some of the kids and stuff, there wasn't going to be that plank. So we just felt like the timing was right to go ahead and, and, and do that. Man, first ep- episode of Boone in the afternoon and we get breaking news. That's, um, we should have scheduled these for two o'clock all year. Is that, uh, is, is that, you know, the Yankees have very much prided themselves on, you know, taking care of veteran players and handling guys the right way. Like we've, we've seen that a lot over the past couple of years. Like is, was this a little bit of like a kind of a handshake with Josh? Like good luck to you. We, we, we gave it a run. And like you said, he gets a chance to, if he signs in the next couple of days, right. He can be on a playoff roster. Yeah. I mean, any, now anything's possible. So hopefully, you know, you know, whatever Josh decides to do, with it moving forward, um, we just felt like it was it was the timing was right. It was the right thing to do. So we're going to see a lot of Peraza, Pereira, Cabrera, Volpe. How do you manage the four of those? Is 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 Oswaldo going to get run? He looked good yesterday, hitting hitting fastballs all over the place. Yeah, it was good to see him. Uh, you know, really put together some really good at bats like that. Made a great play at third, obviously. Um, I thought had some pretty good at bats even in Tampa um, the day before. Um, so yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get opportunities. Not in there tonight against the lefty, um, but he's gonna you know he'll 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 get in there and and get his chances too. But it was good to see him have uh, some really consistent abs last yesterday. Um, you know, I, I you know I thought Olson for them was really good. Like they, he was. Um, you watch that game, man. and even the guys that came in, they did not make a lot of mistakes on the mound. And the few that they did, we actually capitalized on. But I thought that Olsen guy uh, kind of opened some eyes uh, just with the quality of the stuff and and where he was living at the bottom and just out of the zone. It's part of the reason why we were able to get him out of there, you know, with I think one out in the fifth inning because, you know, we were able to ride his pitch count. But – you know, he was punching us out pretty big time. And I thought it was a lot of, you know, that that two-seamer and that breaking ball with the changeup were, were pretty good weapons for him yesterday. I'm excited about facing a lefty today. I I might go to yeah. DraftKings. I mean, I told you last series, I said you guys were going to take two out of three. It was before we recorded because you had two lefties, the game two and three, and you were you were almost there. And I was going to come back and I was going to brag and see, I told you, I had, I had faith and then – it didn't happen game three. Against so. the Nats? Yeah, against the Nats. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We should I mean, we should have had we should have done more off of Corbin. Uh we're hitting the ball around that day. Had a couple chances to really break open that game and, and weren't able to do it. Uh that's a game I feel like we should have had. I agree. Three votes. Three votes. Okay. Three votes. What about Wells? The last question we had was you guys uh haven't moved Wells around in the minor leagues. Uh, at all, and now it, it came out that you're going to have him play some first base. Are you involved yeah. in those conversations? Or Yeah, it came out that I said that. <laughs> it's funny how, see, this is the out of context. Thing. Yeah. I was asked, would you, would you ever consider him playing like a left field or first base? I said, yeah, that's all in consideration. Yeah. But but part of the reason he's he's only caught this year is because we've put a premium on developing that as a catcher and it's, and it's gone w- really well. We've seen him make, you know, some significant strides and, and we want to keep that going. So, so the plan isn't that, to have him play first. Into, 
Boone said he's going to go play first. So, oh, so we'll it's just I it's mean, an I, option, but it's not it's, a plan. Yeah, it's not necessarily happening yet. Who's asking you all these open ended questions? We got to get that. I know could always out. be a, could always be on the table, especially with a guy like him who who obviously we feel like swings the bat like he does. Are you guys uh, September call ups are coming? You get the two more roster spots. Do you guys are are those two pitchers? Do you go pitcher and hitter? Like I'm not even I'm half asking the rules because you don't have I don't think you have to pick a pitcher and hitter. Yeah, it has to be a pitcher and a hitter. Okay, yeah. okay. Whoa. That piques, that piques our interest. You can only you can only have fourteen pitchers. Oh, okay. So that's the that's how that. Oh, even is. with that, okay. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. So oh. what hitter's going to come up? Martian. That's exciting. <laughs> we'll Wait, hold on, hold on. Boone, is there a chance Jason Dominguez is called up in September? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he's coming up. That's how it works. We'll just tweet out Boone says Martian to be promoted <laughs> soon. We're having we have conversations all the time. <laughs> Stop it. We uh, <laughs> Booney. Last time we saw you was in person. We're chuckling. You you saw the office. There's a lot, you know good amount of Yankee fans. We had I think we had a nice time. Uh, we were laughing. It was out of like a it was out of a comedy TV show. You leave, go down the elevator. All of us are like, okay, like kind of let's get back into our work day. Next person up the other elevator is our guy, Joe's McFly. And he says, oh, yes. I bumped into Booney downstairs. We all started laughing. Like, what, how did, can you walk us through that exchange? Cause that had to be pretty funny. Yeah. So I see him just walking down a Manhattan street, walking right to your office. And I recognized him right away. Cause I can, I can picture some of those things where he's got his, you know, Helmet on with the <laughs> headphones. That's where I can go. <laughs> you know, so we, so sometimes in here we'll I'll say that to like Mendoza. Let's Guys, <laughs> that's Joe's McFly. So I got to see him in person. He says he was excited that you were the same height. That was the one thing he told us. Yeah. So as him, as yeah, him, not yeah. us, not us. No, us stacked. But yeah, I think. I think I had him. I think I was looking down. That's what I was saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big yeah, I, think, yeah. I think he was, that's a little wishful thinking. Yeah. Maybe on this okay. Point. He's a wishful I'll thinking I'll tell him, guy. says you're shorter than him. <laughs> yeah. Let him know. Cool. All right. Well, enjoy. Thanks for uh, figuring out the internet, doing this at two. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you guys. Take care. See you, Booney. Well, that was Booney. And uh, I'm texting with Joe's right now. You're in the chat. You can see it. But I, I was letting Boone know. <laughs> I said, I said to Joe, I said, asking Boone about you right now, he just did an impression of you, says he quotes you in the clubhouse, says you're shorter than him. In quotes, I was looking down at him. I think that's wishful thinking on his part. Joe said, no way. We're the same height. Confirmed. Looking down at him is crazy. He shouldn't have tiptoed. <laughs> he, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have tiptoed, so he admits it. Looking down on him was crazy. Um, that was, that was saying he shouldn't have. That was our first boon in the afternoon brought to you by Vizio. Um, yeah, Jim, you, you said it before we started rolling. Um, what are you calling it? Fall training? Fall training. It's I kind of like you, that. You, I mean, those are the vibes right now. Listen, fans, 
You can still be mad if you want to still be mad because the season was absolute horseshit and the roster construction made no sense. It's and bad. DFAing Hicks and releasing Donaldson and IKF just here is like kind of, ah, yeah. Yeah. You've ruined it with those moves. I already did all that. I got, like, people were getting upset because I was so non I was so pissed for so long. So you can go back to a month ago and watch those episodes if you want angry Oh yeah, versions of the shows. I'm over it. I've it's gonna suck going to the postseason, not being part of it, it. It's still gonna eat at me a little bit, but like, I can't just get on here and be miserable. So once you accept fall training, yeah, you get to have a little more jokey conversations. Um, There's hours of us being upset. If you want to, the check next it out. part when actually when fall training ends and we're in a gap between fall training and spring training, I think I'm gonna go back to being upset. Yeah, that's that's what oh, I yeah. I mentioned this to you. Uh, I said when they said they're not playing the Rays till April nineteenth of next year, I was like, ooh, that like hit me a little bit. I was like, yeah. damn, like so. There for me, there's going to be a few of those the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of ignorance is bliss, and I think there's going to be a couple times we get popped in the mouth. Uh, pretty wild that the uh, uh, the Donaldson news happened alive. The Yankees Twitter account put that out. Uh, I know BBD's in, in the box over there, but your reaction in your face was pretty good. I, I hope we <laughs> we might have to do a <laughs> zoom in on it. that. Um, but you know what? Nah, I don't even want to say it. They could have been so too stubborn to not do that. They 60-dayed him when he said he didn't need it. Yeah. And then when he's healthy, uh, maybe he's pissed at them like, hey, well, play me or release me because maybe Donaldson thinks the team's yeah. going to pick him up. But, you know, playing him would have been such a disservice to Everyone. them, to the fans, yeah. to Donaldson, to the Yankees, and a slap in the face to the fans, to be honest. Yeah. So at least they didn't do that because I was I was expecting it. It seems like the team has like accepted that this is the portion of the year we're at. Like they called up Pereira and Praza, said they're gonna play every day or pretty much every day. Praza like gets hit in the hand, so he got a night, but Joe's has got all the excuses. Yeah, now. Joe's Joe's apparently listens when we talk because this is getting sad. He said that his hair was the difference. I'll grow mine out. He said he shouldn't have been on his tiptoes. I said so. Then you admit he was taller than you if you're saying he's on. You know, uh, and then he said next time I'll stand on the same side of the street. He was on because he was on a higher hill. I mean, I mean I using know. using I mean, the hill road excuse. It's a real thing for short guys, but like it's a very real, real thing. Joe's is acting like he's our height. I was pretty sad to have such short energy. For my those. wedding day, I was a little bummed out. The groom's side was a little lower on the hill. I was like, "Come on, what are we doing?" People? No one looked at you once. Short guy planned. wedding. You're basically invisible. We went to we went to you know we're doing all people the don't look pictures. at the groom. We were doing all the pictures. So yeah, rarely. but if you notice that the groom is shorter, then you notice the groom. No one noticed anything. Um, it was just raining a lot. We, we went were worried to do about like, Krauss doing a history lesson. We, we went to do one. <laughs> we went to do one. You know, we're doing the post. Like, okay, let's do all the photos, right? And there's one where, like, the groom's supposed to be behind the girl, but the girl's supposed to stand on something, and the photographer just laughed. And he's like, oh, no. So that's just no. that's a little window into the life of a shorter man. Um. Anything else, Yanks? No, his job is really hard with ICAF and Beta right now because they shouldn't really get run. Try Pereira in center as Waldo and left. Uh, it's tough. It's a very tough gig to Waldo just like cross center field off the list. Just put them in like you know 
the back burner, but well, that's splitting time. It is tough. And it's kind of, his answer was kind of like, I'm prepping them for that. Like I'm your ARB numbers, your ARB, like you're not gonna, I mean, that's you, your values, your value. He's saying that's where it's funny. You wonder how the Donaldson stuff actually went down. Cause you know, the, the Yankees who do pride themselves on that as an organization, like I out. he's a free agent. Like, I don't know. In theory, could they do that with like him? I mean, I don't think they will. I think they just like him in the locker room, which there's probably some Donaldson discussions there. And he can play everywhere. He's like useful to get you through September. But I don't know if we're being if one guy gets hurt, they feel like they'll suddenly like really, really need. If them, we're the so. Yanks who look out for like veterans and giving them opportunities, I don't know. Just because Donaldson's hurt and not good. I well, don't I don't think Bader's going to get everyday run. They've already kind of showed that. Um, they might just be a platoon out there, but that's like a waste of a platoon even. Right. Two of them. So we'll see. September might be different. I have no idea. I know nothing. Call up Dominguez. I mean, I know that he leaves his windows open because they're always talking, right. which is funny. Yeah. But it does seem like that's something that's in play, which I would have guessed never. More than like 20%. I... Well, I think, and you know, call me out if I'm wrong. I, Dominguez, sure will. I sure will. Dominguez is best. I think coming into this year, because Joe's was on like a call up Dominguez with Volpe, and I was like, Joe's, no way, bro. Yeah. Like that's you're not so happening. short, dude. You're so short, Joe's. But um, there was a world where Dominguez killed Double A, got a taste of Triple A, and the Yanks would call him up, and it's like, I just I didn't dream up the part where the Yankees stunk, but like. You know, we as we've looked on to next year, and there's not a ton of free agents and stuff. Like Dominguez and Pereira's are our our best starts to changing how this team looks and feels. That I don't know. Like what? I guess I truly don't know what experience Dominguez is getting by beating up on the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. I looked at the pitchers he's facing, and not a lot. But I do, he has only played like seven games against the Iron Pigs, so right. I think you got to go let him, like, that's not even AAA. It's not even AAA. That's just the Iron Pigs. You just played the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Yeah. yeah. So he needs to go see another team. And I think that's the full show. And okay. we're, we're glad that you guys enjoyed it so much. Thank you for sticking around. Subscribe to the channel. Ooh, mullet night tonight uh, at Lehigh Valley. Should we go? $1, I mean, $1 hot dogs. And there's a tail wagon uh, contest. Sun will also Dollar set. dogs on mold. I call it sunset night. Go Yanks, Tom Grams. Go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Hey, how about them Yankees?